Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR um, proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, paying respects to elders past and present, and also acknowledging our LGBTI Indigenous elders, who in turn include sister girls and brother boys acknowledging their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. Welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. And, well, you can get in touch with this show. Um, lots of ways to do it. Um, you can email. Do people do this anymore? I was told the other day that by asking for a old-fashioned email address, I was proving how out of date I was. Come on, it's only seven years or something. Out of the pan 855 at gmail.com if you want to do it that way. Text in and got to apologise. There was some sort of text technical hitch on last week's show. I didn't think I had any and there were about five or six. So I will get to those from some of our great, li- from as part of those listeners of all genders. Um, you can t- um, tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. Or on Facebook, you can look for me, Sally Goldner or... Um, out of the pan, 3CR 855am Melbourne. Well, opened up today with Don Felder, um, the um, one-time Eagle, and that album from 1983 called Airborne, appropriately enough, and a track called Winners, because of course something happened in Australia yesterday. We had an election, and of course there has to be a winner. And the winner is uh, the envelope, please. Oh, We don't know who the winner is yet. Uh, We'll just, I don't know, if it was commercial radio, we'd go to a commercial break or something. I don't know. But, um, no, uh, we don't have a winner, of course, as yet, because um, it's all very close. Goodness me. Um, So what do we do? Um, What do we do? We have to wait. We're probably not going to have a clear um, idea of the numbers in the House of Representatives until Friday. Um, all sorts of various estimates flying around varying news media um, type of websites um, at the moment with possibilities of, um, you know, coalitions on some sites. It says they've got 74 seats, um, other as low as 67. Some are being more conservative in terms of seats that are very close. Um, well, I have to say personally, I feel a little more faith restored after this election. Now, um I don't, some people might be a bit surprised by that, but people didn't panic. They didn't um, sort of get um, their knickers in a knot over Brexit and think the world's coming to end and stick with what was seen to be the Conservative Party. It seems like people have voted um, in their way quite sensibly. Um, So we're close at the moment. Um, 
at the moment. The Age website has, um, out of the 150 seats in the reps, um, they've only called 140. They're saying Coalition 72, Labor 63, Greens 1, four others being Bob Catter, a Nick Xenophon party um, seat in South Australia, um, Kathy McGowan hanging on to Indy in northeast Victoria, and Andrew Wilkie hanging on into Denison in Tasmania. Um, so, and one of the seats is still in doubt, according to the age, is of course um, Batpan. I'm um, sorry, um, in um, the sort of northern suburbs of Melbourne, where um, whilst it's a close call between the ALP and the Greens in terms of the numbers in Parliament, probably, um, you know, sort of of less relevance in terms of who's going to form government because if either way, um, the Labor Party will um, need the Greens. So, all happening. Um, what does it mean, though? I mean, as I say, it's all very speculative. Probably would seem the most, <clears throat> whether we like it or not, the most likely outcome is a coalition win of some or coalition forming government, um, whether with majority or minority. But then you say, well, okay, if it's a majority, are they a bit lame duck if it's such a small minority? Are they going to have to be very cautious because um, Tony Abbott um, and um, 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 his um, sort of more conservative right type of people are waiting in the wings to pounce at the first slip? Interesting trying, well... I'll say reading the age and looking at the Herald Sun very quickly. Um, the difference in coverage is startling. The age on its sort of eight-page wrap has hanging in the balance with half a picture of Turnbull's face and half a picture of Shorten. The Herald Sun on its front page has a picture of Turnbull smiling, hands in the air, we will win. But inside, there's already calls, including from a well-known right-wing conservative commentator, saying that Turnbull should resign. Um, so all sorts of shenanigans um, going on here. Um, and who's to know? I've had a text come in from John. A double dissolution has resulted in Pauline Hanson being re-elected. Malcolm Turnbull should be ashamed of himself. On a positive note, four gay Liberal MPs voted in the reps plus one in the Senate. Good luck dealing with um, Bernardi and Abetz, John. Yeah, fair call, John. Um, how are four gay MPs going to go dealing with Corey Bernardi, Eric Abetz, George Christensen... Bill Heffernan, um, my local member Kevin Andrews is back, um, um, I have to say, and um, who was it, got into fourth place, um, the crikey man, um, and I'm having an absolute name blank as I go off the cuff, um, Stephen Main, I beg your pardon, um, did sneak into fourth place, but not really making a huge impact. Um, so all very, um, you know, sort of confusing at the moment. Um on the Senate side, still very, very unclear um, at the moment, up to 11 seats out of 76 in doubt with proportional representation. Um, I did some very amateur number wonk type of work at about three in the morning. Um, and at the moment, I see coalition with 28, ALP 25, Green 6, um, Hinch looking likely, Hanson, as John has mentioned, NXT with three senators in South Australia alone to pick up three out of 12. That's probably some sort of record for a party other than the big two. And um, Jackie Lambie in Tasmania, that's a bit scary. She can be a little bit erratic, in my opinion, including on some LGBTI issues. But as I say, 11 still in doubt. Who knows which way that's going to go. The not-so-good news from the Senate doesn't look like sex party, although they're sort of fourth in quite a few states. 
Not doesn't look like they're quite going to get in at this point. They could get why maybe one of the doubtfuls. And the Australian Equality Party, who obviously it's fair to say, I think had a pretty strong LGBTI agenda. Um, um, I looked at the results last night and Jason only with half of 1% of the primary vote. So um, there's going to have to be some major <clears throat> preference shuffles if um, Jason is any, going to get in. But well done to all. Uh, Martin Delaney in Tasmania um, in the Greens candidate for the seat of Franklin, picking up about 13%. So one in seven people voting for a trans woman, which is very awesome, trans person or any um, gender thereof. Um, haven't had a chance to look at um, Jake Wilton, who I had on the show a few weeks back, and now by candidate over in Hotham, see how that's going. But, um, yeah, interesting times. So, you know, what are the three possibilities? I'm not going to put a probability on each. A coalition majority, um, Turnbull probably pooping himself a bit, thinking what's Abbott going to do to me. Coalition minority government, probably lame duck if they need to rely on Bob Catter, the man who once said that only 0.1 of 1% of his electorate was gay. Um, and apparently, there, what was it? There were two pe- gay guys running a cafe down the road from his electorate office from memory. Um, <clears throat> and and then the third option is an ALP, Greens, independence type of cobble together to get to 76. Tough going here. Um, who, you know, It's all very speculative, as I say. Um, look, obviously, an ALP, Greens and centrist type of independence is going to be better for LGBTI and the independent studies put out by the um, group of organisations declaring interest that Transgender Victoria was one of them prior to the election, which measured the responses of the um, six parties, including the three larger ones, showed that ALP and Greens were, you know, overall each ahead of the coalition in, t- in our terms. And the ALP would, of course, um, if it gets gum, will not have the parasite that will cause so much division. I've got a, a linkage to that from the grassroots that I want to talk about um, in the second segment. So interesting times. Um, yeah. Um, what's going to happen? As I say, probably not know the House of Reps until Friday. Um, the Senate, um, you know, sort of to be confirmed, but it does look like Darren Hinch, well, at 72, he won't be stopped and he won't be silenced. Um, got to hand it to him. He went, he went for it. And he is supportive of marriage equality and I think he's reasonably supportive on LGBTI after some years ago being told that a shepherd and school teacher shouldn't have disclosed she was lesbian to kids and other things and um, all the rest of it. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, an interesting um, sort of uh, result. Um you know, there's talk about who has a mandate. Well, I mean, you know, technically, if Turnbull gets um, Liberal Coalition, to be precise, 76 seats, they have a mandate. But it almost seems like they're a lame duck government both ways, that no, you know, the the Labor vote doesn't really want them, and then they've got the Tony Abbott faction looking at them as well. Hmm, have to wait and see. Um, so, yes, someone once said to me, you know, where I was in a time of change in my life, that... Um, well, change is difficult. And they said, well, is it change or is it uncertainty? Hmm, this is true. Well, we're in a period of uncertainty in Australia in our way. And, of course, the world a bit uncertain with Brexit and other things. So it only seems appropriate to play a track from Graham Connor's album, A Delicate Balance of 1999, track three, These Uncertain Times. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with South. Tune in for a Radical Philosophy live broadcast from Monash University 
featuring Associate Professor Karen Green, Professor Jana Thompson, Professor Lorraine Code, Dr Denise Russell and Professor Moira Gates. Here a discussion on how philosophy for women has changed over the years. A joint event between the International Association of Women Philosophers and the Australasian Association of Philosophy Broadcast live from Monash University on Thursday the 7th of July between 3 and 4pm on 3CR, 8.55am, online and digital. Let's get radical about philosophy. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by Neil Mitchell. He won't, and he won't be stopped and he won't be silenced either. Which he am I talking about, Neil Mitchell or um, Rod Contock? Maybe both. Anyway, um, yes, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Graham Connors, one of Australia's great singer-songwriters from A Delicate Balance, 1999, and These Uncertain Times, um, which has a great range of tracks, including The Land Boys We Live In and uh, When Lola Came to Town. Make sure you always get some Graham Connors albums, some if you like your um, singer-songwriter type of music, which I do. Um, all right, what else? Um, as I said, a bit of a technical hitch last week, so just going to run through some of the texts that came in and for some reason didn't get to me last week. Um, I think it's our roving reporter said um, um, that... Um, asked if Carl Catter, who I was on the show last week, who didn't seem to do, unfortunately, too well over in Higgins. It um, seems that um, Kelly O'Dwyer is going to be back in. Jason Ball has the um, second highest primary vote, Carl third. Um, So uh, anyway, roving reporter asks, has Carl Catter kissed and made up with Tim Wilson some friendly rivalry there via his tweets? Great interview. Um, Well, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what um, Carl and Tim get up to. Um, so, not sure um, about that one. Um, also, from a roving reporter, um, we had that also included Tim Wilson being disparaged by his own party. Very disheartening. I'm going to talk about um, you know the fact that, as John said, there are four gay liberals in um, in the reps. Um, also. Um, 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 our roving reporter said a candidate's identity is important for being a great leader for our youth. Good luck, Carl. Well, um, yep, more diversity in Parliament, which I agree with. I think we need it. Um, and, yeah, I think the visibility of queer candidates, there were at least three candid- um, trans candidates, possibly four, um, including Elizabeth Cyber, a trans Jewish woman, which interests me, who ran for the Equality Party in um, Batman, um, and two other candidates around the country, which is great. Good on them for doing it. Um, not my thing. 
as I always say, I've been silly enough to think about politics and not silly enough to do it. It's just not my thing. I, to be honest, I came close a few years ago and then about a, you know, a few days before I had to make a decision. I get this email from um, whoever I was thinking of, and I'm not going to say who it is. It's not relevant. Um, you know, you can go and shake people's hands on railway platforms and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, if I go and shake someone's hand on a railway platform, does this make me a better person from a better party with better policies? Or is it just a cheap load of extrovert normative sales garbage? And I did think the latter. So I don't really see myself in there. No, I'll I'll stay here and be an armchair critic. I didn't say that. Um, Anyway, um, who else? Um, Florence um, popped in. Um, and said, what implications does Brexit have for LGBTI rights in the UK and will this put our safety at risk? Um, And that's a really good question, Florence. Um, A lot of GLBTI people are concerned about what it might do for LGBTI refugees um, who are escaping highly queerphobic places in the world. Um, I have seen that um, debated on an international email list I'm on. People are concerned over there, so it could have implications. And also Florence then texted in um, afterwards to say that she loved the show. Thank you, Florence and Roving and John, for all your texts. Keep them coming. And um, also, as I say, pop in on Facebook. Um, just having a look there. And no no one has popped in on Facebook. Pop in on Facebook. Say hi. We'll love, we'll love you for it. All right. Um, so uh, what else is happening? Well, I said I, there was a linkage um, to um, something. And... Um, well, there is, goodness me, because um, the, during the week and the last couple of weeks, um, I've mentioned how there's been attacks on pri- the private Facebook and social media pages of um, parents of trans kids. And also, as pe- a lot of people are probably aware, there's been these horrendous flyers popped into letterboxes in marginal seats. And, I, um, and some of them are authorised by one L. Shelton, Lyle Shelton. Dude running the Christian lobby. Now, the, the um, Australian Christian lobby is a registered charity, and if you're a registered charity, you're not supposed to do political lobbying. Ooh, have you been, as they used to say when I was at school, sprung bad, Australian Christian lobby? Could be. Will someone challenge their right to have charitable status? I don't know. But it does raise questions, but I do have to say all the same. Um, they may have tripped themselves up because... From what I can gather, I don't think too many of those flyers made an influence on people. People largely seem to see them for the disgusting nonsense that they are and realise that it's bunkum. So maybe um, we can hope to some extent that the Christian lobby bubble has burst. Um, As I say, the fractious situation, even if, if Turnbull gets in, might mean they think they have more influence because the Abbott faction has its influence. Who knows? Um, hard to say. But, um, yes, I think they've done a boo-boo. But it does, you know, these flyers do seriously um, talk about the sort of nonsense that's going to happen in a plebiscite. I had the privilege of listening to someone from Ireland who went through their referendum, which they had to have to change their... because it was a constitutional thing. And, yeah, pretty divisive stuff and the same old stuff, you know, about what's going to happen to the children. Well, we know what's going to happen to GLBTI kids already, 
We've seen um, some of the reports from services like Drummond Street Services and um, Switchboard, which talk about the huge spike in calls, um, Facebook page um, messages and all the rest to these services from people who are distressed by the queerphobic comments. I'd add queer people of all ages, which I think needs to be um, drawn out. Um, So that's what's going to happen to kids. But let's put that aside. What will happen to kids in general? Well, let's go back to the 1970s. Um, I'll be old-fashioned, and for those who remember 3CR's cartridges, or some of us might remember things called cassettes, they were a sort of early version of the vinyl CD. I'll go and rewind. In the 1970s, divorce laws changed, and we began to have recognition of de facto heterosexual relationships. And what was the response from conservatives? The sky's going to fall in, there'll be fire and brimstone, and it'll damage our kids. No, no need for Chicken Little running around everywhere because it didn't happen. Um, Then we had the equivalent, roughly, of de facto um, relationships, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. State and territory level, same response. No, I looked out this morning, the sky is still there. The Out of the blue crew were wondering if the sun was shining. It was, I could see it. So nothing's going to happen to our kids. Well, actually it will. We'll have GLBTI kids who are alive who have a greater chance of achieving their potential if we get equal marriage and have safe schools. And their classmates, the heterosexual, cisgender, we'll say body-expected classmates, will be relaxed because maybe they'll be able to worry, you won't have to worry so much about their LGBTI peers. They won't have to worry if um, their peers are going to turn up Monday morning because maybe there's a teensy-weensy less chance of, those, of self-harm for those LGBTI peers. I think there's going to be lots of good things for kids if we have safe schools and marriage equality. And it's probable now that there'll be a parasite. Uh, sorry, plebiscite. I always deliberately get that wrong. But um, we shall see. Um, so, yeah, nothing's going to happen to the kids, um, but it will happen if um, hatred gets out there. There will definitely be damage to lots of kids. If we're positive and respectful and game for fairness and equity, then our kids, are going, all of them, are going to be really good. But that's what happens when people misuse churches. And, well, Crosby, Stills and Nash um, sang about that in the 70s. And that the well-known track Cathedral ended up on their 2005 compilation, Crosby, Stills and Nash Greatest Hits. And we'll have a listen to it now on 3CR, 855 AM digital and on demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, covering pansexual issues. I'm Sally Goldner and we just heard a classic track from Crosby, Stills and Nash, Cathedral. Um, And, well, are the cathedrals going to get it right? Who knows? Um, All right. Um, Well, what else is happening a story came my way during the week which didn't seem to be picked up a lot um, as far as I could tell by um, mainstream media, which I was a little surprised, or even queer media, which I was a tad surprised by. And it was a story that the Pope is considering apologising at least to gays and lesbians. Now that says something in itself when um, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't understand what bi means yet and probably trans, I'll come to that in a minute, as to why not going to be included. Um, But um, this was an intriguing story, and um, I didn't um, sort of um, 
you know, think of, think about it at the time. I had to read it a couple of times. Um, it says that the Pope says the church, the headline, the Pope says the church should ask for ga- forgiveness from gays for past treatment. And apparently aboard the papal plane, yes, looking after the poor, the Pope said on Sunday that Christians in the Roman Catholic Church should seek forgiveness from homosexuals for the way they had treated them. Quote, the question is, if a person who has that condition, not a nice word, who has goodwill and looks for God, whom are, who are we to judge? I think the church should not only apologise, okay, good, uh, dot, 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 to a gay person whom it offended, but it must also apologise to the poor as well, to the women we have exploited, to the children who have been exploited by being forced to work. It must apologise for having blessed so many weapons. We Christians have to apologise for so many things, not just for this treatment of gays, but we must ask for for forgiveness, not just apologise. Forgiveness, Lord, it is a word we forget so often. Well, I can sort of see where he's coming from, and one of my favourite songs of all time is um, the um, the Don Henley solo classic um, being... um, 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 heart of the matter. I think it's about forgiveness, and there are people in there in your life. They come and go. Um, if you keep swallowing that anger, it'll eat you up inside. Well, to some extent, and there's the old saying: forgiveness is for the forgiver, not the forgivee. I don't know. Could gel gay and lesbian people? I notice he only says gays. No, we don't really know what that includes. Could you be forgiving to the Catholic Church for what it said about you? I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Um, It's an interesting one. I notice he doesn't mention trans, and this seems to be the big situation, isn't it? Um, Because a church that is still so hierarchical in terms of gender hasn't got worked out how to have women as priests yet. Can't seem to apologize, you know, let anyone, any other form of gender identity or gender expression other than macho dude have any degree of power. Hmm. So I noticed that conveniently gets left aside. Um, so what do you think? Would you be able to accept an apology from the Catholic Church? Have they done enough to earn an apology? I think that any cultural change, there's two parts to something. There's the practical and the symbolic. You've got to do the work. Um, in 2014, when Victoria Police unconditionally apologised for the tasty raid of 20 years earlier, 1994, they'd probably done at least enough work that people would think this apology is genuine. The culture of the organisation has made significant change, even if it's not total. Um, people would think, fair enough. Would people buy into a an apology from the Catholic Church? Have they done enough? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Um, Certainly haven't, as I say, they still, I think, were um, the, the current Pope referred to trans people in the same context as nuclear war in a very negative way a few years ago. So, you know, how, much, how far does forgiveness go? I don't have all the answers. Um, so what do you think? Um, would it, it would be a good thing. Are they ready to do it? Some people say the tasty apology came a bit too late. Look, maybe, you know, five years earlier could have been done. Uh, maybe not. Um, you know, there were still transphobic remarks from parts of police as late as 2007. So probably give or take a few years, it was the right time. Certainly the Catholic Church needs to do some work to really reconcile with people whose sexual orientation is other than heterosexual. Um, but at least it's a good start. The fact that they're talking about it, maybe he set a vision for the future. 
But again, the question is, how forgiving could someone be? I don't know. All right, um, talk about the church, the Pope in a plane. Here's a classic from country artist Johnny Paycheck, um, which looks at some of these issues, the Outlaw's Prayer. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 or go to our website, www.3cr.org.au. Help 3CR support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline, and keep our culture going strong. Of course, a lot of the Aboriginals, having been stolen, were put into state care, and also others were... The recognition of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years, and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago, the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. Three CR eight five five AM digital three cr.org.au. It's all happening. Um, just had a call into the station from Mick, who's enjoying the show. Um, yeah, and one of the not many people apparently noticed that little article about the Pope. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Mick also mentioned, and, right, and um, I think it was in the words of cricket commentator Bill Laurie, and rightly so, um, what's going to happen in terms of the election result um, with Channel 31, our community media cousins, with Visual. Um, yes, the, gosh, if I was Visual, um, I'd be taking twice, three times the time to prepare for this show. What is it? Um, can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear or something like that, but that wouldn't be kosher and I'm Jewish. Anyway, um, yes, will th- um, 31 be saved depending on who wins and who ends up forming government? We can better start working on that for sure. Good call. Um, so, yeah, prior to the message, Johnny Paycheck from the 1970s, their Outlaws Prayer. See, anything's possible. You can have country music with um, strong lyrics and telling a story. Um, all right, things that are coming up. Well, Talking Channel 31, of course, Bent TV is on, as it always is, this Friday. Um, although last Friday apparently it got um, blopped for the boxing. It got knocked down for the count, so to speak. And so you can see some segments on Bent TV's website and YouTube at benttv.org.au and the YouTube channel. Um, Seahorse for Trans and Gender Diverse People um, next Saturday night in the inner eastern suburbs. Um, check out um, seahorse.com and for the Kingsters um, chains um, the last chains to be run by Kim and Joe after many months and many years will be happening at the next one um, so make sure um, thank you for all they've done for the kink community um, handing over due to some health issues going on there 
and that sort of gets us through the next week or so. Now, just to wrap something up, um, uh, it seems that Out of the Pan has got pretty close to its Radiothon target, and since the Radiothon show two weeks ago, we've had lots of pledges, and so going from the ones that are dated the 19th onwards, I'm not sure if I got all of them on the day, Melbourne Radical Women sent in $10, um, Owen um, sent 15 um, got Linda on the day, I remember, for $50. Um, Hillary sent in 100 bucks. Hillary from Reservoir. Good. Love your work. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Um, who else? Um, Mary um, from Fairfield sent $50 in. Pretty sure I mentioned Kathy um, from Port Ferry who sent in $50, but if I didn't, I'll mention you again. And Matt um, from Brunswick sent in $5. Um, Ruth from East Melbourne, 50 and I know there's another one for 50 that isn't on my list here, so we're just about there. Um, there may have been a couple coming on Friday. don't have a completely up-to-date list. Um, and I think pretty much all the people have paid, so thank you for doing that. If you have pledged to another program and haven't paid, um, then please um, do that. And, of course, huge thanks to Nigel from Faulkner, who pledged $530, did the matching thing, got us a long way there. So thank you so much. Um, the whole station target, we've still got to quite get there. Um, some work to do um, to keep us broadcasting as part of the community media family. So, um, yeah, please um, support the um, station and help us get there so we can keep doing Radical Radio for at least another 40 years. Um, well, at least into the 41st. Um, see what happens. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Um, interesting, um, of course, res- yesterday. Um, I have to say I was um, not following it. I was sneaking a look last night. I was at my annual Christmas in July with Twisted Theme Party, this time being Monty Python Christmas. And did you know that you can buy Venezuelan beavers cheese? Well, I pretended I could anyway, um, all sorts of other things, otters and noses, um, wafer-thin mints, all sorts of things. Um, so, um, yes, um, all sorts of things happening. Um, um, just to wrap up the election coverage, Andrew Wilkie has knocked out, uh, rejected any deal with Malcolm Turnbull, as one might expect, I would think. Um, what else? Um, the Guardian um, this morning says that um, whatever the final outcome in terms of forming government... Um, has a headline, even if Turnbull wins, he loses, and even if Shorten loses, he wins, which seems pretty right. There was a little bit of talk of a Albanese challenge on Shorten. I don't really think that's likely now. Um, and um, so um, if it could be, um, you know, that would we have another election? Um, I don't know how you'd do that. Um, if neither side can, you know, um, form a government, then I suppose we go back to the polls, but that's a long way off yet um, until we know what all the numbers are. And um, in terms of the Senate, will all the sort of Palmer Palm United Party completely um, evaporated in this one? But, of course, you've got a few um, independent types. Paul and Hanson back, as mentioned, Blur, Jackie Lambie, Darren Hinch, not so bad. Nick Xenophon, Senators at least three. Um and interestingly, if um, the double dissolution was called on the Industrial um, Relations Law, the um, ABCC, and apparently Turnbull won't even have the numbers to get that through if, you know, even in a joint sitting. Um, so, um, yeah, interesting times. We'll see what happens over the next week. Um, 
I'll be pre-recording next week, but hopefully we'll be able to keep things as up-to-date as possible. Uh, take it out today, well, um, as all the miners and independents stake their claims over the next week, um, both Turnbull and Shorten might be singing this song to themselves, to each other, who knows? ZZ Top, um, originally off uh, the Eliminator album, and off this compilation, ZZ Top's Greatest Hits from uh, 19, um, from the early 2000s, sorry, Got Me Under Pressure. That could be their theme song for the week. We'll find out. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.